Welcome to another edition of the Warrior Sword Podcast. Um, We appreciate you tuning in. Today, we're going to deal with another one of these majorly important questions that truly, in one way or another, we all end up answering one way or the other. Matthew chapter 27, verse 22. Pilate saith unto them, This is the Jews, the priest, and all of them that was there. What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, Let him be crucified. A choice had to be made, and it always does have to be made. It's a choice between good and evil. Barabbas was not just some guy. He was a murderer. Jesus never committed a single crime. His only thing that he did was made the religious community angry. And the religious community went on a crusade to spread lies, rumors, and betrayal to destroy Jesus. And all the while they were doing that, they believed that they were doing God's work. Be careful of people whose banner is to proclaim they are doing God's work when there's no fruit to back that up. Barabbas was a bad guy. And that's what has led to this question Pilate is like, because in this time of the Passover, it was was the normal thing for Pilate to release a prisoner to the Jews. And Barabbas was a terrible, murderous guy. And he's saying, you know, do you want Jesus or Barabbas? And they're all like Barabbas. And that's the question. Then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? Pilate was faced with this tremendous dilemma. He is a typical politician. The popularity with the people is very important. Now, he wasn't elected like our politicians are elected, but if there was rebellion against him, that could bring action from Rome to replace him in his position because Rome would not tolerate such things. And so he knew that if he went totally against these people, that he would probably lose his position. And so as a typical politician, he's trying to keep his popularity with the Jews and the high priest. No one in this story, and that maybe grieves me as much as anything, No one in this story seems to stand up for Jesus. If there was anyone shouting for Jesus' deliverance, they were certainly drowned out by the shouts of crucify him. But we don't see any sign of any significant effort to try to stand up for Jesus. Certainly his disciples didn't do it. 
Judas had betray, had betrayed him and Peter had denied him. And John went into the judgment hall uh, of the high priest. And, and it doesn't say anything about John saying anything in defense of Jesus. There was no one standing in his defense. This man that had healed, touched, raised from the dead, hundreds and hundreds of people. Some of them children of the rulers. And there's no one shouting for deliverance. I really believe when you read this story that you can see that Pilate was really longing and hoping that someone would stand up in defense of Jesus. He asks questions several times. He tries several times to let Jesus go. He, he tries to, to make the Jews just judge Jesus by their law and, and to turn him loose. He, he tries to even scourge him and then turn him loose. He tries everything that he can. I think you see this desire in Pilate to actually let Jesus go. And, and he's wanting someone to stand up and Nobody, nobody does. It makes me question in my heart if I would have been standing there that day, would I have stood in defense of Jesus? Or would I have cowered in the presence of all of these leaders crying out for him to be crucified? We tease and pick a lot on the ladies. But Pilate's wife gave him the best advice of anyone, of, of anyone in this whole line of the event. Pilate's wife gives him the best advice. She's like, I've suffered with dreams about this guy. You need to have nothing to do with him. And he didn't listen, did he? He didn't listen to his wife's advice. Truth is, we face this question on a daily basis. As we make our life's decisions, career decisions, what, what we do with decisions, all of these different things, we choose what we are going to do with Jesus. So again, career and where we live and, and what we do with our material resources, we are answering that question. What shall I do with Jesus? Something that sounds so silly as do I purchase a Big Mac value meal or do I put money in the offering plate? What, what is my decision? What do I do with Jesus? Last one that we just did that Peter is faced with that same thing. Do you love me more than these? Life is a vapor. The, the problem is, is that we don't see it that way. To us, life looks like everything. God looks at death as everything. For life is just a vapor. But after death, we go into eternity, which lasts millions and millions and billions and billions of years, never ending. So God looks at death 
as everything, and we look at life as everything. And so we make our decisions based on how it affects us in this life. But life can be snuffed out any moment. What we decide to do with Jesus is the absolute master decision because that decision's consequences will never be snuffed out. The decision that we make in that will determine forever. And so the question becomes so significant. Pilate, in this last moment, who do you want, Barabbas or Jesus? What should I do with Jesus? And the cry is crucify him. And that's the popular answer. That's the one that's going to keep your position. That's the one that's going to make you continue to be who you are and give you all of the fringe benefits that you have. So what do you do with Jesus? Pilate washes his hands, and that probably seems significant to him. At that moment of time, he's probably thinking, you know, I'm just going to say to them, I have no responsibility in this whatsoever. I'm just symbolically washing my hands. And, and so this just takes me away from the responsibility of any of it. And the truth is, washing his hands meant nothing. We try to turn off our conscience by doing righteous seeming things. We try to turn off the reality of our flaws by dressing up and acting like we are Christians to everyone around us. We put on the front when really the apple is corrupted on the inside. And see, that's what happens. So we wash our hands and we say, well, you know, I'm not really taking any part in any of this. No, you have the responsibility and authority to make this decision in your life. What will you do with Jesus? And when you get before the throne of God, you may say to him, well, you know, I didn't really take part in any of this. I washed my hands. No. He says, take him and crucify him, but I find no fault in him. If you find no fault in him, you have the authority. Pilate said it to Jesus. Pilate said it himself. Don't you know that I have authority to crucify you or let you go? It was his authority, and he tried to wash his hands to wipe that away and put the responsibility on the Jews and the priest, and the responsibility would be on the Jews and the priest. But it's also on Pilate, so washing his hands doesn't matter. The words that came out of his mouth, is what is recorded. Take him and crucify him. And not only did he send Jesus to be crucified, he battered his body by beating him nearly to death. So what do I do with Jesus? It isn't what goes into a man's mouth. 
that brings judgment on him. It's what comes out. In Proverbs 6.16, it tells us that God hates seven things. Three of them have to do with the mouth. Isn't that interesting? A lying tongue, a false witness that speaketh lies, he that soweth discord among the brethren, kind of all centers on the false witness and the lying. No matter what Pilate tried to clean up, the words go ahead of that that came out of his mouth. He had to make a decision, and he knew he had to make a decision. What shall I do with Jesus? The decision is ultimately mine. The only thing that Pilate didn't really understand was that that decision is truly eternal. So you may think today that you are making decisions that are the things that really matter, that affect your flesh, that affect your possessions. And, and I'm not even saying that that's wrong. I don't mean it that way at all. I'm not trying to say making those decisions is wrong. But what I'm saying to you is that your ultimate decision is what will you do with Jesus? And if you make the wrong one, eternity is forever. So my friends, that becomes the biggest question that I can ask of you. What shall you do with Jesus? What shall you do with Jesus? Pilate made the wrong decision, even though his wife advised him what he should do. And even though deep down inside of him, I think he makes it obvious that he knows what he should do. But he allows the popularity of his position and, and his prestige and his wealth to determine the decision that he's going to make. And Pilate will forever be known as the one who condemned Jesus to his death in the human realm. I don't want to be known for that. I want my decision of what I will do with Jesus and the scripture tells us that the day is coming when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess to the glory of God that Jesus is Lord. But see, in that day, my knee won't have to bow and my tongue confess. It won't be any kind of a duty or responsibility because I've already done that. My knee has already bowed and my tongue openly confesses that Jesus is Lord. And, and so doing that in the last day is going to be like, well, of course, what else would I do? The decisions that you make now determines whether that day will be a torment or a day of excitement. And I believe that Pilate 
For him, it will be a torment because he said, I have the authority to crucify you or let you go. The day is coming that Pilate's knee will bow before Jesus Christ and declare him as Lord. So we face the decision. You face the decision. I face the decision in everything that we do. What decision will you make? My friends, my friends, please, please make the right one. If you have any question or you have any concern or uncertainty, do me a favor. Go on to thewarriorsword.org. You can access our email from there. Send me a private message and let me know that you're struggling or you're questioning or you're wondering about this issue because this is the issue. It is the key to everything. Let me know that you are. I would love to have a conversation with you. I'm not just saying that. I'm not just saying that because this is the most significant thing to deal with. And we chose today to bring this to you. I believe that's what God wanted us to do. Maybe you are meant to be hearing it. Maybe you've already accepted him, but maybe you're even struggling in that. Maybe your faith is being shaken. We want to be an encouragement to you because this is the big question because it determines not the few years that you live in this life. It determines all of eternity forever and ever and ever. So what will you do with Jesus? Bow your knee to him today and confess him as Lord and Savior of everything. We encourage you to do it. I love you for listening. I really mean that. Thank you so very much. This one's a little bit shorter, but I feel like that we have covered it, and I pray that God will use it to minister to your heart. Thank you for listening.